Are you worried about your teen with a disability heading off to college? Do you wonder if they're going to be successful at college? Or do you wonder about how much pain and struggle they're going to have while they're in college? If you have questions like this and you're concerned about the chances of your child becoming a successful college graduate, take a few minutes to listen to today's podcast about self-advocacy because it's been my experience that students who are good self-advocates are those students who will become successful. Compare it to turning over your keys to that teen after he or she has a driver's license. It's kind of a scary moment, but you have to trust in the fact that they are prepared to be out on the road. It's the same with college. You need to be able to trust that they are prepared for college. Today's podcast on self-advocacy includes tips and strategies and suggestions to help you help your teens advocate for themselves and become successful college students. Welcome to episode 23, The Critical Need for Self-Advocacy by Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for additional information. Self-advocacy is learning how to speak up for yourself, making your own decisions about your own life, learning how to get information so that you can understand things that are of interest to you, finding out who will support you in your journey, knowing your rights and responsibilities, problem solving, listening and learning, reaching out to others when you need help and friendship, and learning about self-determination. This definition of self-advocacy that I just read to you is from Rights Law, W-R-I-G-H-T-S Law. I will post a link in the show notes But I think it's one of the best examples of a complete definition for self-advocacy. So today I'm going to use the rights law definition as a guide when I talk about all of the different aspects of self-advocacy and why it is so critical to being a successful college student. Self-efficacy begins with learning how to speak up for yourself. And one of the things that I noticed an awful lot was that when students would come to my office for that first initial meeting, they were more than happy in most cases to allow their parents to speak on their behalf. And that is a little disconcerting because I know that those students need to make that switch over from their parents' voice to their own voice. So when you get into that first initial meeting with your disability services staff, make sure that if you're a parent, that you step aside a little and allow your young adult to provide the answers to the questions that the disability services staff is asking. You will find that it's an easier process if you give your young teen the opportunity to attend their IEP meetings during their high school years. When you do that, your child knows what's going on, understands the disability more clearly, and understands the role of accommodations in their lives, and they become a more active participant in the conversation. So if you can get that conversation going during high school, once you transition over to the college, they're pretty capable of taking on that conversation on their own behalf. 
At least that's what I have found in my own experiences. One of the key points that Wright's Law mentioned up front was learning how to get information so that a person can understand the things that interest them. I think that equates to understanding the path they need to take for the career goal they have in mind. Young adults are naturally interested in trying to figure out their path in life. I suggest online research, but also talking to family, friends, and people with similar interests. If your young adult wants to work in retail, it would be a good idea for that individual to have some conversations with the clerks in the stores when the opportunity presents itself. If they want to work on computers and stay more in the technology end of things, then it would help to talk to other people who are also in the job market in the areas that they're interested in. And sometimes asking that question to the disability services in that initial conversation would not be a bad idea. Ask if there's somebody on staff who could give them some more insight into becoming a computer programmer, for example, or creating a particular technology or app that they're interested in. If they're interested in something like electricity and they want to become an electrician, then this would be a good opportunity to talk to a staff member for the college who is working in that area, or a social worker, or work in a hospital, a nurse, a doctor, then they should reach out and talk to those people whenever the opportunity arises. So there's all kinds of possibilities, but the point is to research and to learn about the job futures that they have in mind, the career goals that they have in mind. Like going on the ONET website that I told you about in Making Career Plans, episode 20, And in that way, they can also become self-advocates by finding out people who are going to support them in their journey, people that they can turn to for help, and they can begin to build a circle of friends and contacts that they can reach out to in the future. Now, one of the other comments that the definition for self-advocacy mentioned was to know your rights and responsibilities. And I think that comes down to some of the podcasts that I said that I gave you on the ADA in episode 13. So knowing what you can about the ADA and the changes from high school to college, and also the FERPA rules for your privacy and protection that are in episode four. But besides ADA and FERPA, every college has a code of conduct. And every student, regardless of whether or not they have a disability or not, has to follow the code of conduct. And that is available online for your college. So that's another opportunity to address some of the rights and responsibilities that you have as a college student. And the other way that you need to address your rights and responsibilities is by having a clear understanding of disability services, procedures, and policies so that you know what the rules are that you need to follow on behalf of disability services, getting your accommodations, arranging those accommodations, and making sure you follow through with those accommodations. But please remember that disability services cannot accommodate for success. They can only accommodate for equal access. And so they're not going to give any kind of unfair advantage, but they are there to make sure that the accommodations are correct and appropriate for the classes they are taking and for the documentation they have provided. And sometimes a change in an accommodation may be possible based on those factors. 
And that leads to another point that self-advocacy mentions, and that is problem solving. And problem solving comes from listening and learning, because the more you know and the more attentive you and your young adult are to what's going on around them at college, the better they're going to get at becoming a success in college. It has always been the case that students who take their own responsibility for knowing and problem solving and listening and learning are the ones who are the most successful in college. Reaching out to others will help bridge that gap to success. And in particular, reaching out to your faculty. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Jimmy's podcast, episode 20, where Jimmy is talking about his learning disability and the struggles that he had with it. There's a common thread that goes through that whole conversation. In each of those cases, when he was struggling and when he was having a hard time, he reached out to disability services and he reached out to his faculty. And he discovered that those people were willing and able to help him become successful. But he formed a relationship with the faculty, with the disability services. And by forming those relationships in a comfortable, non-threatening way, when a college student is in a situation where they're struggling, reaching out to the professors, to the faculty, to disability services is going to make a huge difference in their path to success. And the final point that the definition mentioned was to learn about self-determination. And all of these things that I mentioned with self-advocacy all lead to self-determination. Because the bottom line in all of this is that your young adult needs to be able to plan and determine a future that works for them, that they like, that they want to have, and that they can be successful at. So all of the things that we talked about make a huge difference in determining their own path to the future. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. I think self-advocacy is so, so critical. The more that you as a parent can do for your young adult or more that you as a young adult can do for yourself will enable you to become a successful college student. Stop by my website when you get a chance. It's mickeyteaches.com. M-I-C-K-I-E teaches.com. There are lots of resources there with regards to preparing and getting ready for that transition from high school to college. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of the day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have firsthand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.